Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time of day you're watching this. Thank you for joining. So I'm Nelson, the founder of 360 Degree Ministries, the love of Christ must come full circle. And this week we're continuing our unit on masculinity and femininity, the grand tour. So what we've been doing so far is we kind of did an introduction, we did a review on masculinity, and then I had my guest, Candace Paul, thank you Candace, uh, talk about femininity and what femininity is supposed to do. So last week we were supposed to do the, the cultural one and uh, conflicts happening in ministry, happened in the ministry, it happened, so that, that, that's why that didn't happen, but we're back and we're going to talk today about uh, social engineering, we're going to talk about social engineering, kind of the things that, you know, we're supposed to suck up, remember the unit, the, the unit theme, the unit's theme is, uh, that's enough, suck it up, we have to do better. Because we have to do better. We just we just have to. So uh, this particular session's title is going to be Spiritual Growth versus Social Engineering, What Went Wrong? And that's a very vague question to answer. <laughs> it's a very broad question to answer, what went wrong? I mean, you could talk about the, the fall in the garden, you could talk about all that. <laughs> I mean, that's really the short answer, but that's a that's that's a cheap answer. So what I want to do first is I want to kind of talk about uh, what spiritual growth kind of looks like, if you will, versus the 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 servant, the the, the service. Like who's your master, if you will? And y'all know this verse. Y'all know this verse. We're gonna start out with some scripture. I know I promised y'all a few weeks ago we was gonna do a whole bunch of scripture. We got a couple just go around. So I mean. This one's this one this one we go to it a lot. And it's the uh no one can serve two masters. For either he will love the hate the one and love the other, he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So you if you've been following this, you know that I've always historically said that you don't necessarily need to put money there, but it's kind of the most prominent thing. He knew Jesus knew his audience, if you will, so he put money. But you can't serve God and anything else. But the problem is these days, we got a whole bunch of people serving God and other things, and it's like, how, wait, what, how, but you can't. Now, and I don't really understand it. Like a lot of people use God as a as a as a as a as a thing you can slide in and out of, and that that's just okay. Well, I'm gonna take these things from the Bible. I'm gonna take these things from this document. Take that from the document. There's a song, and I'm gonna link it in the description. And this is just revelation knowledge or whatever you want to call it that just came up to me just now. Um, there's a there's a song. Some of you, some of my viewership might remember this song. It's by the Temptation. It's called Ball of Confusion. Well, guess what? When you serve, when you pretending to serve a whole bunch of different masses at one time, you you was a ball of confusion yourself. But because this is spread out into the culture across the whole globe, the whole world is ball of confusion. That song's over forty years old, and it's 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 more prevalent today than it was when it was written. It was well a hell of ahead of its time, but Ecclesiastes would like to have a word with that song because there's nothing new under the sun. But that's another discussion for another time. So when we talk about the idea of social engineering, we're talking about like the mass media kind of pointing the peoples in different directions, and I'm gonna going to a few examples of that kind of in a minute but what i really want to first talk about is because this unit's about masculinity and femininity right because that's what it's about i want to talk about what happens with masculinity and femininity kind of 
they, they're on the same page. And pick an epistle, any epistle, but we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5. We're rolling through this already, huh? We just, we just kind of rolling through it, huh? So, it's the masculinity and femininity piece from Ephesians chapter 5. So that's what we're going to do up in there. And what we're talking about here is, is when masculinity and femininity are on the same page and they're doing what God called them to do. So watch this here. I want to start at verse 21, even though 22 through 32 are the uh, sections for wives and husbands. But watch this here. Uh, submit, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now the stuff before that, is understanding the understanding God's will, don't get drunk wine, feel the spirit, all that good stuff. But because of that, be submit ye to one another. A lot of married couples forget this, especially the man who wants to talk about submission all the goddamn time. Remember, and, and, for, and, and, for, and for those men, that if this is you, I love you, but Jesus is still your head, so you got to submit to somebody. And guess what? The woman, your woman, got Jesus too. Your woman has Jesus too. Maybe she's right this time. I don't know who needs to hear that, but there you go. <laughs> the actual scripture I wanted to go into, um, coming down from uh, twenty-one because we went over twenty-one is uh, twenty-two through thirty-two, and that is as follows. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. His body and him and himself is its savior. Now, if the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her and cleanse her by the washing of the water of the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does for the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that he res she respects her husband. So that's what's supposed to go on. Now, a whole bunch of y'all listening to this and like, well, I'm not married. I ain't submitting to nobody. And a whole bunch of y'all men like, man, that's too much going on. You got, I got to do all that for my wife. I only got a girlfriend. This is the way masculinity and femininity are supposed to interact. Not to this extent if you aren't married, but this is the goal that you should be pressing toward. In whatever context you are in, to whatever extent you are in. What this essentially boils down to is femininity is supposed to respect masculinity. Masculinity is supposed to protect femininity. Let me say it again. What this boils down to is, is that femininity is supposed to respect masculinity and masculinity is supposed to protect femininity. Regardless of the relationship context or extent. You just get these examples here because the the marriage piece is a, is a metaphor for the marriage piece. Actual men and men and women marriage is a, is a kind of a metaphorical supposed to reflect Christ in the church. That's what's supposed to reflect. But we should we should approach all of our stuff like that. But that's not what's going on. Ooh, that's not what's going on. We have so many aberrant thoughts. 
to the things of of scripture to God's will God's word we have so many things that so many so many alternative ideas of masculinity and femininity that have nothing to do have have no bearing and and and, and to have and give no obedience or credence to the Bible we'll be talking about those over the next couple of weeks ooh that's going to be so controversial but so is Jesus is Jesus always will be Jesus and see what I did there all right so but what's happening so there's another song that I was only introduced to uh, because it was the theme song for a professional wrestler uh, Phil Brooks aka CM Punk a little shout out to my wrestling heads that might be watching this we miss you CM Punk beside the point but there's, but his theme song is Cult of Personality, and it's kind of funny the, the word cult because it's kind of a because the cult cult is a blanket term for any kind of deep spiritual belief that is aberrant to the church. <laughs> and how many deep spiritual beliefs do we have that are aberrant to the church? More than you think, because when we get into mass media, we get into hip hop culture. I don't I, I don't got nothing against rap. I was listen I was listening to. I was listening to some rap today, but 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, you know, all things lawful, all things beneficial, but I will not be dominated by anything. But the problem is, is that people do get dominated. They get dominated by it. They start identifying with it. Oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, I'm a Republican. Oh, I'm a liberal. Oh, I'm a conservative. Oh, I'm the Green Party. I'm the Tea Party. I'm the Blue Party. I'm the Red Party. I'm the Purple Party. I'm this, I'm that, boogity, boogity. Who in the blippity... Who in the blippity bloop gave these people so much authority that, that that we should be listening to them over Jesus? Now, if 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 you aren't saved and you're watching this, first of all, thank you for watching. Second of all, the Jesus thing. Come on in. The water's fine. But I'm talking about people who are saved. I'm talking about people who are saved, who have these deep identities with, with all these things that have nothing to do with scripture they have nothing to do with scripture and i don't know why i'm talking like this maybe to put some emphasis on it because it's 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 a big goddamn deal oh it's a big goddamn deal because because why because and those of you who are closest to me know first of all we shouldn't be following politics there ain't no politics Politicians, whether we're talking about Democrats, Republicans, excuse me, kings, whatever, they have falsely claimed was in this book to pursue and push and purport their own selfish ends. Their belly, their, their belly, their, their, their God is their belly. That that part. Anyway, so when we talk about this. We talk about the misappropriation of the Bible. Because the Bible has been so egregiously misappropriated, in other words, people be faking the funk, for years and years and years, going all the way back to chattel enslavement. Ah, yes, chattel enslavement. I'm glad I got here. Because that's one of the primary social engineering mechanisms that affect black people to this very day. And look, if you white, if you Latino, if you Chinese or Middle Eastern or Japanese or Laotian or whatever you is watching this, I, I don't. I, I love y'all. We just. I'm just using this example because chattel enslavement has a very unique legacy in the United States of America. 
You got that? Awesome. So, it socially engineered our men and our women to have a unique enmity with each other. Now, that's not to say that there's there's not a there's not a mass there's not there's not multiple agendas out there that are, that are that are polarizing that are polarizing men to women across all races. High abortion. How you doing? We'll we'll be talking about that one in in very great detail over the next couple of weeks. We'll probably touch on it a little bit here, but it's just oh my goodness. And I'm not sure if you can hear that in the background, but uh, yeah, we we probably not gonna edit this video. <sighs> Stupid acoustics. Um, we'll be talking about just all these different things and all these different principalities that that's out there the 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 the, 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 the religiosity in the church is, is is polarizing men and women you got the legacy of chattel enslavement you have current issues like Donald Trump himself polarizes men and women all the time it's just pretty bad but the cult of personality says that Trump's the be all and end all that's what that's what the cult of personality out there saying and a lot of people out there believe Donald Trump is the Antichrist, first of all. <laughs> you roll up in his book, the Antichrist is going to be way more likable than Donald Trump. Now, that's not to say I'm a fan of Donald Trump. <laughs> Anybody who know me know I don't got no political affiliation, economic empowerment. Anyway, I'm going on so many different tangents, but let me let me kind of let me kind of kind of nuclearize my point is that people get stimulated by what they see in the mass media. They get what the, 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 not just the news, all kinds of media, movies, movies, anime, comic books, cartoons, it, the subtle messages are everywhere. And if you, I've not been picking up the Bible a lot, don't judge me. You're not grounded in this book, something is going to take you. Because your, because your, your viewpoints and your beliefs they gotta come from somewhere, and if they don't come, they ain't coming from the word. They gotta come. They ain't coming from the word. They coming from the world. Ooh, I like that one. Your 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 thoughts and your beliefs. If they ain't coming from the word, they coming from the world. And where or wherever they come from in the world. <laughs> and look, I'm not gonna give my specific stance on this on this new abortion stuff. But what I will say is that the cult of personality been playing both sides of the fence to drive many women apart. Wonder why. That's a discussion for someone else's channel. But what I do want to talk about is if we came back to this book and look, for, for, for all of you that's about to be like, oh, well, he's going to do that Bible thumping thing where, you know, he's just going to he's just going to say the Bible says no abortions. And, and, and that that's that's an incomplete discussion. And I don't like that discussion. And Discussion ain't that simple. <laughs> Even I'm over here like discussion ain't that simple. Why? Because you do have what scripture says, and that is the ultimate authority. But has anybody ever, has anybody stopped to ask themselves, truly ask themselves, through the lens of scripture and independent thought and kingdom logic and biblical reason, has anybody ever stopped to, to really give a consideration why the cult of personality is pushing this abortion piece. Has anybody really thought about that? 
there's 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 a version of this discussion that's for someone else's channel. But the version of the discussion I'm gonna talk about is is that because abortion because of because the idea of abortion. Now watch this here, watch this here, and we're gonna go into some scripture. We're gonna wrap up because. The idea of abortion is something that fundamentally affects a woman's body by taking a polarizing stance on abortion. You automatically cause a rift between men and women because, look, I'll be the first person to say most men are too aloof to understand what's going on. But if the man got in his book, he'd be able to reason through it in a relational and authoritative way. We can't do that because cult of personality. The preachers out there cult of personality. We out there hooping and hollering in church who don't know no scripture. Cult of personality and it's driving, and that's driving men and women apart. I just use the abortion example because it's the easiest one to use, but they got so many out there. Oh, they got so many out there. Because basically how you, because we, because the cult of personality is taking a whole bunch of fundamental things that, that people have to do in their lives and they are, and they are presenting it out there and you have to agree with this or else piece. And those things often divide along gender. And that causes lots of problems. Back into the scripture. Remember I said we we're going to do the biblical reasoning piece and do the biblical reasoning piece and be able to and be able to hash that piece out. Second Corinthians chapter ten. We're going to we're going to a whole bunch of old favorites today, boy. Ooh we. So, verse three, verse three. We'll go to uh, verse six, and it says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds." We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raising against the knowledge of God and take every ca thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Now watch this here. In verse 5, where it says, destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, that speaks to both arguments that are not authoritative, but also arguments that are not relational. If you have the authoritarianism, but you are not relational, that is not God at all if you think about it look at the gospel jesus showed up to take jesus showed up and he fellowship with the with the outcasts of the world that's who he fellowship with he know he engaged the religious people he he checked he checked a lot of the people in sin too yes but he showed up to take care of those people he's there for the sick you think you think if, if I show up to the doctor and I got a stomach ache, you think you you think the doctor gonna gonna hit me in the gut with a sledgehammer? No, the doctor gonna give me some medicine. Now whether that medicine is what you're supposed to be taking, another discussion for somebody else's channel. The point is is that we have to be able to destroy both the arguments that go against the scripture and the argument that says that we can approach people who don't necessarily know God any kind of way. Because we have to present ourselves out to foreigners in such a way that our reputation, that, that, that the reputation, not necessarily reputation, but the, the, the authenticity of what we are saying and God as well, as according to the perception of that person, remains upright. But why is that not happening? 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4. And this is the primary mechanism by which the cult of personality can get its traction because 
one of my mentors posted about I'm going back to abortion now going back to abortion now regardless of how you feel about abortion or whatever issue a different set of people were upset when Roe v. Wade was passed a different set of people were upset when Roe v. Wade was passed just like Obama versus Trump a whole bunch of people felt empowered a whole bunch of people were angry now Trump's president, a whole bunch of people are empowered, a whole bunch of people are angry. Cult of personality, but why is cult of personality working? Second Timothy, if I can just find it real quick. I was over here doing the things again. Y'all know where I'm going. Verse 3, when the time is coming, when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the myths. So men, women, stop pursuing your own, stop pursuing your own passions and come back to what's in this book. Come back to it. Come back. So we can come back to each other. People going off and pursuing their own passions because they've been hurt by this or they've been influenced by that or they've been tricked by this and deceived by that. It, it, it's, it's just outrageous. It's outrageous. And I don't just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I do get it, but I don't get it. I do get it, though. I do get it. I do get it. Everybody struggle with something. I ain't trying to make myself seem like this the big top-tier spiritual muck. That ain't me. But the mechanism that makes cult of personality work is the itching ear syndrome because we often don't like to hear what what is in disagreement with what we want to do, even if it come out the scripture. We got to stop that, man. We got to stop that. We got to stop that. So... Next week and the following week, we going. I think we. Gonna, I think we're starting our, our unit on on different kinds of masculinity, absentee versus toxic versus fame, and then the following week we're gonna do one on femininity, absentee versus toxic versus fame. Yeah, strap in. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a wild ride. So that's what we're gonna do next week. And that said, I love each and every one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Have a great weekend, folks.